Hello, everybody. I'm back. The regular station broadcast from 2016 on my Wednesday nights at 7.30. Of course, I'm always a little early. So once I'm all set up, all logged in, you get me when I'm ready. So let me check my Facebook uh, group. Got to reboot that to make sure the stream is coming through like the normal. And there I am. I am live Wednesday night. Then when the show starts, there'll be pre-shows at 7.30 on Tuesday and Saturdays for guests. Or I got to accommodate guess if they can't come on saturdays whatever day and every day they want to come on they will inform me so we'll wait for people to catch up let me see here and of course i have judy on the phone i have to bring up her new season nine pitcher hold on let's see her And there she is, Judy. Hello, Judy from Canada on the telephone. Hello, Judy. Hi there. Hi, everybody. Good to be here as always. Thank you, John, for the hype for me today. I, I'm very happy about that. Well, we got to hype it. We got to hype it. You're in your uniform. You got the phone ready. I got your name underneath. So who comes in that's new that knows who's this Judy, John, you're talking about all the time? Who's this Judy? I'm here and loving it. Yep, because, Judy, they don't know. Say if they just joined after the season ended, right? Right. They don't know about your synopsis readings. That's true. That's true. You know, and she does the synopsis, a factual synopsis of every episode when it starts, guys. And what a fantastic job. If you look back on our Quest of Oak Island's Facebook group page, You can see them. Can't wait to get started, too. Yep. Not only video, but uh, I posted in text. A great addition to the Quest family here. <clears throat> and, of course, Judy, I always got to start out with asking people, uh, there's Cindy. I guess you can hear us and see us, Cindy. says, hi, John and Judy. So you're first okay. on the list there. So I guess you can see us and hear us, right, Cindy? I haven't picked you up yet, so I'm still lost. Yep. Well, a lot of storms. That one hurricane is coming up. It's a tropical depression. A lot of rain just south of me. A lot of dark clouds and stuff, but nothing really... Uh, interfering up here we're going to get some rain tonight but we just missed that mess oh thank goodness you did loud and clear cindy says judy we're on the ship to go thank you cindy so thank much you, cindy. <laughs> all right let's get the introductions out of the way well, i gotta always thank my crest of oak island 
Templar YouTube supporters, Judy, as you know. Right. The soldiers. Thank the... Goodness. Go ahead. Thank goodness for all of them, John. Yep. Hello, Linda. The soldiers, the captains, and we got a grandmaster. I always got to thank uh, the captains, you know, Michelle and Sandollar and Barbara and Todd and our grandmaster, Renee. Oh, Roxy. Mike is a captain. Annette is a captain. The other Annette G is a captain. Jazz Dia is a captain. Wayne is a captain. And Starlene is a captain. And another thing, they're almost hitting a six-month support level. So they've been with me great for six months. I really appreciate it, you guys. We'll see what we can do with some kind of merchandise for you sticking with me for six months straight, Judy. How's that sound? I think that sounds like a good plan. We also got our soldiers. Um, David, Scott, Ken, Curtis, Michelle, Dana, Josh, Virginia, Jean, Cindy, and Becky. Every little bit helps. And also, my extra, extra supporters, they know who they are, is Judy and Barbara and Daniel and Mike. I thank you so much, guys. I thank you so much. Hello, Karen. Hello, David. Hello, professors in the house. Hello, Neil. Thanks for coming in on the YouTube side. You guys are the best. The best group, the best members. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. Thank you, Dean. I think think they're pretty cool, too. Yep, I'm reading on the YouTube side now. Judy Dean Barker. Sounds perfect. Yep. Look at the post. Dean Barker has some stuff going on. So he's getting some stuff together. I'm posting it. You know, I like all kinds of different theories, Judy, as you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, his his is interesting. Yep. The more pictures, the better, Dean, because my brain is burnt. <laughs> Hello, Motorsport Europe. Thanks for coming in. So, Judy, I'm going to take your picture off. Hey. And um, get the hype train going just a little bit here. Hold on. I thank you so much, Dean. Well, guys, thank you, Marty. Hi, John and Judy from Dover, Pennsylvania. And the professor says, AU has got me giddy. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, you know they got to present gold, right? Remember the gold doorknob? They got to present gold. Of course. You know, the silver talk got us hyped, and now they got to put in a little bit of AU, Professor. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> <not> Judy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Linda says, come on, November. Right on. I, so I was figuring, because I've been doing the show so long, and I was thinking of what was going to be the first teaser, Judy. So I'm thinking, well, last year the teaser was, you know, the gold doorknob or the gold uh, knob for the jewelry chest or jewel chest or it couldn't just be a gold knob. Regular, they got to tie it into some kind of treasure to make it TV worthy. You know what I mean, Judy? 
Yep, I remember that clearly. So I'm, I looked through the little clip there. It's only 30 seconds, which we'll go through. And the only thing was, like the professor says, is the AU, which equals gold. <laughs> Hello, green monster, whoever you are. Hi, everyone, he says, on the YouTube side. Hello. I don't know if Starlene's in yet on the YouTube side. It's so early for her. It's a three-hour difference, so I have no idea. Um, so that's what I was looking at through the 30 seconds. You know, sometimes this show is a little snippet. And then I go with it, you know, Judy? Right. Yeah, it helps. It's just going. Yep. And also, don't forget, guys, before season nine, let's get some stuff. If Oak Island expired, you guys, inspired you guys, and send it to Renee Tuttle. Anything that you made, anything that you saw, to put in our image photo album. I see Shane's doing more of his uh, Legos. And anything like that, go ahead and post it to the group. Renee Tuttle's in charge of that. You know what I mean, guys? Right. It's good to see Shane back. Yep. Hello, Becky Gilmore. And also, I want to thank my moderators, uh, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starlene. I hope Tammy's okay. I haven't heard from her. So i uh, um, going to have to give her a talk. She's holding on, John. Um, it's tough right now, but uh, still as, as uh, happy as ever when I talk to her. Okay, good, good. Good. Hello, Kathy from Long Island. And the professor says, I sure can't wait for November. I'll have to bin watch season one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kevin. How are you today? But uh, if you hit that link above my video live and let be live, just use your profile name. I can see everybody in one spot instead of going back and forth. That would help me out a lot, guys. That's all they use is your name and profile picture, nothing else from Facebook. If you see that little link just above my head in the Facebook group, I appreciate it. Thank you. Our call-in number is 1-323-813-4135. When it's scrolling, let us know in chat. Judy will get off, and you can take one phone call at a time. I want to welcome all my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group members on Quest, my YouTube channel, QOOI, and my listeners on the podcast radio all around the world, from Spotify to Apple, and now we are seen and heard, not seen, heard on Amazon, Judy. Yeah, isn't that great news around the world, John? Yep, I haven't gone over there just to take a listen, but I do uh, see some statistics. Hello, Todd. Thanks for coming in. Thecarddeal.com. Everybody saw the commercial and got hyped. Yeah, yeah. It's just unbelievable. I thought it was kind of early to tell you the truth, but that's just me. I thought we didn't get nothing like towards the end of September, Judy. Right. Yeah. Like I was surprised to, to get it this early, but I'm quite okay with it. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, Linda, you're in that storm, the, the the East Coast storm, so you might be losing connection. I'm okay here. Judy's okay. Yeah, I did just lose you, but you're back. Lose me how? Uh, I, I just lost the link, but it's back now. Well, gone again. Hmm. I can I can still hear you okay, so we're good. All righty. Well, here's the first uh, screenshot of them going back to the island this year. Yeah, but all these storms, Judy, who the heck knows with the Internet, you know? Right, exactly. There's the choice drilling rig. Going back to the island. Just give me a heads up in chat if you guys can uh, uh, see me, hear me, whoever lost me or whatever, because I can determine sort of what groups are on, what groups are off. We'll see. Like, I got you back. Peter Menar, can't wait. Excited to watch you guys again. Not excited for the summer to be over. Yeah, yeah. We got to go with the flow here. We just go with the flow. Barbara Perry is asking anyone that's having issues. But this is Choice Drilling going back to the island, uh, Season 9. That was the first picture. No big uh, talk on that, Judy. No. And here they are setting up the sonic drilling. Mm-hmm. No big thing here, Judy. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm getting excited, John. I really am to see this. No. This sort of had me questioning only the location of the drill. Yes. Hello, Jess Dia. Thanks for coming in. They're back at the money pit area. Why? It's going to be good to find out. Yep. Now, of all places, I don't know if this is still looking for spoon or silver. Um, I thought they were completely lost in the uh, money pit area from last season, season eight. Um, obviously, I look for more than just a drill platform. I look at the location they are. Uh, the, Kathy, the link is just below where it says, follow this link to grant permissions for me to see your comments. You'll see BeLive TV group comments. Just click on that. And Linda says, perhaps they're in the area Aaron, Aaron uh, suggested. I don't know, but I thought from being completely lost last season, from going back to the money pit, Linda, it's like, uh, okay, they know something we don't, uh, Judy. Yeah, for sure, and that could very well be. You know, when it was a very confusing ending, and I thought they'd just be looking for spoon or silver. I don't even know where the uh, C1 canister is here. It might be uh, oh. saw. It might be sawed off. I don't see 
ideas. Could it be under those pieces of plywood on the ground? Maybe. I see a PVC pipe if you see it. Um, yes. I... You see it, Judy? I thought I did, John. Yep. Maybe that's not what it is, yeah. It's a little okay. PVC pipe with a little blue top on it. You see like a hole. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I guess I went out and came back in, but I didn't see no glitch on my end, so who knows? Like I said, it's live. You get what you get, guys. This is it. This is me. That's Judy. You get what you get. I don't know. It's not the uplands. Let me see here. There it is, uh, Linda. Now for sure, that's not the uplands. See it? Definitely looks like the money pit area. Yep. Yeah. And I do think I see C1 with some kind of white stuff on top of it next to Billy's truck. You see that? Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then down below on the right lower part next to my picture here, you'll still see the cofferdams, the short cofferdam steel still bound up on pallets. So, very strange, very strange. If they're in the swamp that we know, all the excavators are in the swamp with no nothing holding back the mud and water. I have no idea um, how they're accomplishing that, or it's in a different or a drier area near the swamp. You know, Judy? Yes, and if, if they're putting the coffer dam in the, in the swamp, it seems like really late in the year for that. Yep, I don't think so. Because there was a rumor about uh, maybe not getting permits to put a coffer dam in the swamp. That's just a rumor. If I hear something factual, uh, I'll let the group know. But like I said the last time I was on, is that the swamp's a lot different than Smith's Cove. You know what I mean? Right. Big Big time difference, yes. Big time difference. Maybe, you know, it'll interrupt the uh, natural spring in there or the whatever's living in the swamp or it's a wetlands. So that's all I'm thinking. I don't know Canadian laws, but it sort of makes sense if they didn't get a permit to do it or maybe they didn't even get a permit for it. But then how would they get a permit to dig? You know what I mean? It still would upset right. it. Tom Burns. Dr. Spooner's test might have been repeatable or have narrowed things down to a pinpoint drill location. Yeah, but Tom, his highest concentration was at C1. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Exactly. You're right. I've forgotten that. Yeah. So... Just strange. We're just speculating because, you know, that's all they give us is these 30 minute, 30 minutes. I wish it was 30 minutes, 30 second clips. And then we try to pull it apart from there. Not sure, Linda, on the covert dam. Not sure with the swamp. So we know they're back in the swamp. 
I'll back at the money pit. But this could just be a picture, Judy, of just the one time they went in there just to retest something. That's all it could mean, you know? Right. We just don't know that for sure. Because, like I'm telling the group and the members, if they were so lost on a location last year, they must have narrowed it down to a pinpoint here just to have a drill. Just like that guy said, uh, you know, 40 feet below near the Behringer survey, there's a treasure there. And they just drove this um, driller over there and drilled 40 feet and they found nothing. You remember that, Judy? Right. I do remember. And it's hard to say what they have found out since they, they started this year or even what the guys found out during the winter months while they were doing research. Right, very quiet. We have no idea what's going on. So no inclinations of what happened over the winter or what's happened on Season 9. Everybody's as quiet as this church mouse. <laughs> what do I got in the next picture here? Let me see here. Yeah, Tom says they are right next door to C1, so maybe uh, they are expanding the search. Hmm. They said, they're not settling for silver. Then I said, uh-oh, here comes the hook, Judy. I said, here comes the hook. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, okay, they're not settling for silver. What does that mean? Really? I don't know. Then they show us this with all the uh, elements. Now, Professor, you see all those degrees on the bottom? I'm going to give you a project. How can you find the location of that? I am lost. 40 degrees, 30 degrees, 47.7 inches, 17 feet, all that stuff. Could that be a little clue of what they're saying the AU location is? That's the stuff that goes through my brain, Judy. Yes. And if uh, between uh, Daniel and, and Tom and some of the others out there, they might get an answer. Yep, Tom Burns, that's your, that's your expertise. 44 degrees, 30 feet, 46.7 north. See where that goes. I'm lost. I can't do any of this stuff. That's why I got you guys. And Kathy's got the hook. <laughs> Kathy puts the hook <laughs> in the chat. I love it. I love it. Ferris, I have no idea. I have no idea. So when they said this, then I'm seeing iron. Daniel says it's iron. F-E is iron. <laughs> Daniel, who, me? <laughs> Tom says he thinks it's near the interpretive center. Really? And then, of course, they got to hone in here. You know, they got to highlight point two zero point zero two eight thousandths, or how they measure that, I'm not sure. And, of course, they got to highlight it, Judy. Right, of course. <laughs> Daniel. I'm just the historian on this shit. 
calling out all miners, calling out all miners in my chat in Quest. We need a miner. We need a, a minerals guy and a miner. You know what I mean, Judy? Yep, come on, guys. <laughs> the professor cracks me up. That's a good one. Daniel's a historian. Michelle is the uh, trivia. Uh, Judy is the synopsis. Renee is the uh, Oak Island ideas. <laughs> Tammy and me were just barely hanging on. <laughs> you guys take care of some of that, that uh, behind the scenes work. <laughs> Daniel said we need Prestona in the house. I think he said he's coming, Daniel. He said he'd be late, though. Yep. And Tom Burns says, so what we know is how significant the number is relation to iron and copper, right? Yep. And Tom Burns, I know it's going to rain. He knows that much. Tom Burns is my weatherman in my chat. Also very informative. He's right up there, Judy. Yes, he is. I like it when Tom's around. Yep. He's an asset to all the groups, and I assume that all the groups uh, appreciate um, Tom Burns. I thank him also. Thank you so much, Tom. And back to that. Unbelievable. So that was the hype that all happened. When did it happen? Monday? I think it was, yes. Yep. And Daniel, partly cloudy with a chance of silver. <laughs> you, you know, Daniel, the professor, they had to say the gold word. They didn't say treasure. I give them that much. But they had to put the gold word in there to mix it up with the silver. You know, Judy, and all because uh, silver sort of can be detected, but the AU is not detectable. Right. Exactly. Uh, I did see on one spot that it, uh, it showed Gary, and he said, that's gold. But I can't remember where I saw that at. Yeah, it's in the, then, it's in the preview. In the, okay. All right. I missed it. I missed it because I had a screenshot of Gary, you know, wording gold in the room there. Right. <laughs> ready? So that was a good hype for me for the week. Right. Got me going. You know, guys, it got me going very good. Got the group going. Got everybody hyped. Okay. Now mark this on your calendars, guys. Next Saturday, I will not be on. Obviously, I'll be on Wednesday uh, for Labor Day weekend. I'm not going to do a post. I'll be busy that Saturday. But we'll be on uh, September 11th. You got that, Judy? Yes. And on September 11th, at 4 p.m. on that Saturday, September 11th, is a day everybody remembers, you know what I mean? Oh, I sure do, John. For the USA, 
us to. We have a guest who was on season two, episode five, and it was called the 90-foot stone. His name is Daniel Rodstein. He's sort of like a mix of Peter and Jake. He's the one that said uh, the cipher actually is two codes in one. And both the original English reading and Spanish version that were translated into English reads, at 80 feet, guide corn, long narrow sea inlet drain. Supposedly instructions how to beat the booby traps that flooded the pit. You remember that season, Judy? Yes, I do. Wow. Nice to be, um, to go back and remember that. Yep, he was the one they were saying, you know, to put uh, corn in the flood shafts and so much to uh, stop the water from coming in. He does all those ciphers like Jake and Peter and Shakespeare and Bacon. So this will be like the third person, given their side, their view on all that. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. I'm looking forward to this one. For sure. I'm good here, Motorsport Europe. Live stream, not working. Daniel Spino, very excited to have Daniel Rodstam come on the show. He also believes Francis Bacon was involved. So we got to get him together with uh, Jake Roberts and have them uh, mind melt all their information, you know, Judy? Yep, sounds good to me. Francis Bacon just uh, gets more interesting all the time. Yep, and it's like, um, I'm all not new to this because Jake Roberts I follow. But um, a lot of times when, like Judy says, the smoke starts coming out of my ears, I don't really get lost in their research. Sometimes it just gets complicated to understand all the particulars of so much data like we were saying before data overload i mean i don't know how these guys break this all apart with the ciphers i don't know how they find out all these codes but that's why i have them on so they can explain to me obviously and to the members that don't really get all this how it's done you know judy right exactly and one thing about listening to jake i find even though i don't get the intricacies of the ciphering or deciphering, hmm. I get where he's going with it. Yep. Yep. So we're setting that up. I mean, it could change. You never know. He's from Sweden, so there's six hours difference. So uh, Daniel R., I'll call him, it'll be 10 p.m. at night for him in Sweden. So like I said, whatever they could uh, come on or whatever time they can make it, we just find a happy medium and get it going. You know what I mean, Judy? Yep, sounds good to me. I have no doubt he'll make it interesting. Right. I'll just sit back and say, okay, he's on YouTube. He's got uh, his theory up there. And uh, 
let him tell it live. That's the whole point of uh, me doing these shows, is for you guys to meet him. And he was on season two, episode five, in the war room. And of course, I got to ask him, you know, how how did you get to get on the show? My, my normal questions for people that are on the show, you know, my backstories, Judy. I just love the backstories, you know. Yeah, and it's always interesting to find out they ended up there. Yep. How did you end up in the war room, you know? So that's Daniel Rodstam, September 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on a Saturday. For the folks out there in the podcast radio world, I always got to remember that, Judy, because they don't see the video. So we got to be very verbal on what we say to give them a great description uh, on the radio site. Right. Oh, that's right, too. Yes, we do. Yep. And Daniel says, bring your thinking caps and cipher wheels. Oh, my lordy 40, Judy. <laughs> I always got to think um, think about taking my uh, thinking cap when I uh, listen to Jake, for sure. Yeah, me too. There's Chris Dona. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chris. Thanks for coming in. We're just telling the viewers we got uh, Daniel Rodstab coming in uh, September 11th. At 4 p.m. Eastern Time on a Saturday. I guess he does the same stuff as um, uh, Peter and uh, Jake Roberts. Maybe a different direction. More with Shakespeare, more with Bacon. And we'll see what he says. It'll be Saturday, September 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me hide that. Okay, Chris, I got something for you here. Hold on, guys. On the promo, Chris, if you can see it. Of course, they're pushing gold now, AU. There's some kind of degrees... Distances on the bottom. I was wondering if that is the area that this mineral result was from. What do you think, Chris? Then we'll go back to our regular show. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, I, I certainly don't know what those numbers mean, but I'm hoping Chris does. Yep, and uh, I'll look back on past episodes, and there he goes. Yes, I believe it is. Now, how can you Google Earth that and pinpoint where this is at? Is it at C1? Is it at 10X? Well, where the heck is this? Is that, is that possible? I can pinpoint it for you if you want. Fantastic, Christopher. Thank you so much. So would you screenshot it so I can move on? Daniel Spino was right. We needed Chris Dona. Chris, the star man, Dona. Oh, my lordy forty. 
And then I'm also working on a... Uh, hello, Saturn. Maybe because I'm not moving. Um, also working on a show appearance towards the end of October. That's all I can tell you guys. Is it's a person, obviously, from the Oak Island team. A very higher up of all things Oak Island. Sounds interesting, John. Keep us hopping here. What I mean high level, I mean <laughs> high level. Hello, Wanda. How are you? Maybe people are not moving enough. They think I'm. They think I'm still on the video. I'm not moving too much. I have a. I'm dealing with a little problem, so I'm trying to stay still. So I hope it doesn't show that I'm paused. As long as they can hear me, you know, Judy. Right. Uh, Chris says the picture is a bit blurry. So I hope he can read it okay. Well, I can send you a, a screenshot from the original uh, video. Alrighty. Alrighty. Then after we do a couple of Oak Island screenshots of where was that? You tell me where it was. You tell me what it was. To get some back and forth going. It's called Oak Island. Where was that? What was that? And after that segment, of course, I got Daniel Spino's latest video to show the world. And then we'll close it up. That's my teaser. Now, he said he was coming on at the end of October. I can't guarantee it, but it looks real, real good. And I might even be nervous. And that oh. takes and that takes a lot. You got that right. And that wow. takes and that takes a lot. Uh, he's way up there. He knows every section uh, of the show. And have you and you've seen him on o Oak Island uh, TV show? He's there every day. So that's all I can tell you. One of my biggest. And of course, it's not Rick or Marty. You know what I mean? Right. They just don't do I any do social so. media. <laughs> yeah, Wanda says that uh, uh, she's completely lost us. Well, we'll uh, have to see once we play it back, Judy, who lost us. If we're off the Internet, I show I'm good here. So it still should be recording on Facebook. It should be recording on YouTube. So we don't know until we play it back, Judy. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And it, uh, something's going on, John, because uh, you have come and gone a bit tonight. So my picture, um, j the whole thing. Like I've lost everything. Okay. Um, uh, twice, but it's come back right away. Okay. Well, we'll have to see once we play it back, Judy. We'll just if it's really choppy and really bad, I'll just have to delete it. That's all. Right. Okay. No big deal. We go with the flow, Judy. We're as live as you can be. Got her. We're, Daniel says good on his end. So. We're as live as we can be, and you get what you be. Then you get what you see. So that's how we roll here, guys. That's how the Quest of Oak Island rolls.
We just roll with it. Don't ask me how I do this. I just do it. <laughs> just down to earth we are. Yep. Alrighty. Okay, guys, what is it? Where was it? Ready? Go. We getting anything here? Well, no. Lipstick oh, yeah. is right. Lipstick. Yep, Linda's got it. And where was it found now? Come on, guys. You got to tell me where they found it. If, if we're hardcore, Judy, you know what these things are, what lot they were found, or whereabouts they were found. Exactly. Let me see who the uh, pro. Susan, let's see who the pro is over here. Susan says the swamp. No. Okay. hope I don't get it wrong myself, you know what I mean? I didn't mark it down, but I'm just going by what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to say what I think it is? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's uh, the ball property. Bingo! Bingo, bingo, my jingle. There you go. <laughs> remember, guys, they thought it was on the ball property, like the tip of a, a, a cane or a tip of a... Oh, what is it? Not a cane. What do you call them? Um, yeah, I think it was a cane. You know what I mean? That's what they were thinking of. Already? Let me get back here. Yeah, well, they thought it was a uh, walking stick or something. I don't know, you guys. You guys didn't come up with Sam Ball's lot very uh, very quickly. What's going on over here? <laughs> a swagger stick, yep. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if we should go on. All right, next one. You guys got your thinking caps on? See, this is my crypto and my craziness for my brain. That's all I can do is a picture and where it goes. They start putting all kinds of numbers and wheels and, and, and degrees and everything, then I'm lost. <laughs> well, you got a heck of a good memory, John, because you remember a lot of this stuff. And Tom Burns was researching gold numbers. Well, we're still on the gold hype. I hear you guys. I hear you. Not ready. What about this thing? Anybody know? I'm going blank already on what it was. 
So we'll see if anybody. Boy, John, I don't remember that one. Let's see if our members can help us out, Judy. They're going to have to. <laughs> Tom, I have no recollection of that event. You know what, Tom? Me either. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ain't I a good podcaster? Ain't I fantastic? Uh, Linda says, uh, uh, upland off a roller cart. Hmm. I don't know. I can't remember. And Chris says, uh, eastern edge of the swamp. You know, guys, I should have wrote it down where it was. I wrote down uh, dates of things. But the one I'm showing you, guess what? I didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm the best. Ain't I, guys? Ain't I, ain't I the best? Not only do I have you guys not knowing what it is, your host, me, I have no idea what it is either. Um, Tammy suggests a button, but nah. I'm not sure. Oh, my lordy, forty, Judy, I'm cracking up. I'm putting things <laughs> on that I didn't even write down. Because a lot of times, guys, I'll do screenshots, and they make me do on BeLive. I can do 10 at a time. I write down things that sometimes I'm ahead of myself, so all my descriptions are one ahead or two ahead. I don't have no secretary. Like I said, guys, it's live. You get what you get. <laughs> and Mary says you're definitely entertaining, John. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, let's see if I know the next one. This one, uh, Judy, uh, remind me uh, to get back to the group and say what the heck this thing was. Okay, will do. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my lordy 40. All right, here we go. All right, you guys. What's this thing? Where did they find it? And if you remember the year it was dated. Think of that one, guys. Ready? Go. They got to be hardcore, uh, Judy, to be with me tonight. Obviously. Linda says, barrel in the swamp. Mm, that's half of it. Well, I mean, barrel in the swamp is two, two things. Well, what about a year? What, what kind of years did they put on this uh, keg barrel? Tammy Sue did. Uh, Mary said the 1700s. Tammy says the 1400s. It said between 1400 and 1720. Remember, I always said that's a 320 year gap in between the age. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, now I remember, yes. You know, and we're hoping, Chris, on these keg barrels that there's some chemical residue. I don't know how that happens. I know in Egypt, you know, it's dry and. Things get mummified, and they date all this kind of crazy stuff. 
But if we can find out what was inside these barrels, that would be fantastic. But I don't know them being in mud and muck. You know, Judy? Yes. And they thought they could. Uh, I think it was Carmen said he was pretty sure they could find out. I hope they have. Yeah, I keep on forgetting to ask Carmen when we have him on live. There's so many questions that go through my head, even though I write them down. And sometimes I just don't get to them. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe we'll find out this information on the table at end of season nine. You know, another thing for the table on the war room. I got a gut feeling we're in for some good things season nine. Don't know why, but I do. Good. I love that positive energy. So hard to pinpoint without testing. Correct. 320 year gap there, professor. That's a big gap. Big gap. Barbara Perry said, hey, I'm still on the last question. Take your time, Barbara. Take your time. <laughs> we're with you. Three pirates in a temple were having a keg party. You didn't ask me, Tom. I would have been right there. <laughs> All right, next one. What is it? Where do they find it? And what date? I think I wrote that one down. I think I hope. Nope, I didn't write the date down. You know why? Why? Because they didn't date it yet. That's why. I just remembered that. Susan says charcoal from the spoil table. No, this was uh, charcoal that um, the archaeologist there, Marion, picked up near uh, the path on the side of the pathway and showed Rick. Remember, guys? I do remember that. Chris says lot 154. Lot 154? There's not 154 lots. No, it's true. Chris is trying to throw us off here. He's, he's trying to throw us off. He's part of the team of uh, disinformation. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell for it, too. <laughs> We're getting too close, right, Chris? We're getting too close. This quest group is getting too close to the treasure. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, he's the best Chris but this is the piece of charcoal they haven't dated yet this is what Miriam picked up Rick came over so this is another piece with the keg barrels that we got to get some dates on right Chris says no lot 14 um, sorry for a typo error error don't worry about it. So that piece of charcoal, we got the uh, keg barrel for the table. Let's see about the next one here. Oh, my lordy 40. 
where was this found for the big hype of season eight? And what did they determine it was? You guys better know this one, or I'm shutting down the group. <laughs> if you guys don't know this one, I'm going to delete the whole group. This is the one that really got to you. Yeah. Well, in fact, I'll even shut the group down. <laughs> better get it, guys. <laughs> Let's see. There goes Tom Burns. Almost gold. No. Swamp. Yep. <laughs> Knob and swamp. Not gold. There you go. The swamp net. <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. Doorknob. Yeah, I call it the doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> Wanda says cabinet knob. Yep. Yep, Mary. I don't know if it was pulled from a chest, but... uh that was the big thing for season eight was this gold knob. And also season eight was the pine tar kill. Right, Judy? Right. Yes. A lot of thing was in their uh, thing. And Mary said Gary found it by the road in the swamp. Yep, that's where it was. When uh, Billy was scraping down the on the side of the swamp, there was a pile there, Judy. That's right, too. And that's I'm where they, uh, yeah. Remembering. Yep. And this is what we're trying to do. Remember the whole season every week. So when season nine comes, you'll know, hey, in season eight. But yeah, Judy, sometimes they go back to season three, two, one, five. They're all over the place, you know. Right. Well, there's lots of stuff in the past that we need to remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Yep, Daniel, it's a very expensive doorknob. Probably, Tom. We'll never know. <laughs> now, this thing wasn't a button, Judy. No, it wasn't. I know there's a delay. I can remember thinking that it was a button at first, but it, it turned out not to be that, right? Right. Yep, it was a coin. <laughs> where was it found? Does anybody know? Anybody remember where this coin is found? I know they find a lot of coins, so this is another one I didn't write down. I don't remember. Oh, God, my brain is fried. I told you guys this week my brain is fried. I'm lucky I'm on today. 
Not gold, Kathy says. Oh, uh, yep. You got honor. <laughs> Daniel says in my Gary accent, it's a coin. Coin. Yep. <laughs> On the stone pathways. Yep. There you go. Good for you, Linda. Now, the next one for you guys. They found one of these in one part of the uh, island, and they found another one at another spot. That's the only hit I'm going to tell you. There were two of these found in Season 8. One was in one spot, one was in another, and was determined same date, same stuff. Ready? Go. Anybody talking here? Let's see. Come on, guys. You know what it is. I got a delay here, uh, Judy, on my chat side. So we've got to give them some time. When By the time they type it, by the time it goes through the interweb and comes to me. Okay. Daniel says it's a spike. And Mary says it's a ship's nail. Anything reminds you of a rose head something? Rose head. Yes. Spike, right? Yep. Rose head spike was found now where? Two different places, Tom Burns. Let's go. I'm putting you on the spot. Tammy says already uh, money pit and swamp, 1700. No. Okay. One, one part is right. Two spikes. One at the money pit is correct. Uh, Elaine, it's the uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You guys are in Australia. I have no idea what day it is over there. You're in the future over there. <laughs> <laughs> Australian, you're in the future. You're, you're already in the next day. Justin Smith Cole. Linda Lee, my memory is shot. Don't boot me. Your memory is shot. Oh my lordy, you got to see my brain. Oh my lordy, forty. <laughs> All right, that's enough time. Here we go. Ready, Judy? Yes, go for it. One spike was found in the money pit. Spoils, not at the money pit, but I guess it was, and the spoils. The other rosehead spike was found in the supposedly serpent mound. Oh, right. Gary went over there when they were doing the serpent mound that they called, which was just a spoils mound from something else, and picked up a beep, 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 and boom, he found the second spike, and they brought it to... Uh, analysis and they confirmed both spikes are the same content and that's it you remember that one judy i do very clearly now 
I remembered the money pit, but I couldn't remember the other part. Yeah, it's a lot of times, like a lot of things you call the money pit, but we got to remember, too, they were going through the spoils. They got piles of spoils, I guess, on the side, and they got them uh, labeled. This is from C1, and this is from uh, Gale, and this is from some other place. This is from the money pit until they they dump them out. You know what I mean? Exactly. And Tom Burns says, yeah, I was going to say that. Go ahead. (laughs) We just need the ship it was attached to. Yes, Tom. You're not a kidding. Ultimately, the piles of dirt or spoils piles. Yep. Just refreshing your guys' minds, and even me. All right, guys. What's this pretzel? And that I write it down. Oh, my God. I, I didn't write down anything. What the heck did I write over here, Judy? I don't know, John. I'm really sharp tonight. All right, because I didn't write this one down either. Mary says it's from the ox cart. I think she's right. That's all I remember about this piece that Gary found, which I should be taking a lot better notes. Anybody want to be my secretary uh, for the quest of Oak Island? The pay is great, uh, 10 cents a year. (laughs) They showed this, that it looked like a key to Rick. Right. I forgot what lot they were on, but it showed... And Rick held it up, and it looks like a key. A big, huge skeleton key. Yes. But I don't know. if You know, some of these things, Judy, I think that I'm showing, they never showed again. So that's why maybe I'm confused there. That could be, too. Uh, And I guess maybe they turn out to be nothing, so we don't hear about them again. Right. Or we can, you know what I mean? Who the heck knows? Exactly. Tom Burns is ugh, more iron. Yep. A lot of iron here. Okay, guys. What's this? Where was it found? And I remember this one, Judy, so I'm on the ball here. Good. Hello, Don Wagner. Thanks for coming in. I remember this piece pretty good. Yep. Don says it could be a handle for a cast iron stove. There you go. And where was it found? Yep, Susan, on the side of the swamp, there's some rocks. Oh, Gary pulled it out. Very good. Very good. Are my guys barring you, or are we still going? We still want to go for a couple more? Yeah, this is fun. Ball's property. Nope, it was on the side of the swamp. They were going looking at some uh, some boulders. I remember Gary and Steve, they were around some big boulders, and they pulled this uh, old pot belly stove out, the handle. 
can't remember it. All right, guys. What's this muddy looking thing? And you remember what lot they found these at? It was almost like they were metal detecting in an old tool shed that was decayed, you know, Judy? Okay, right. I remember it, but I can't remember where they found it. There were three of them. Everybody has seen uh, um, Axe Head. No, yeah. But there were three of them right within like six feet of each other. Like Gary right. was pulling them out right and left. Mary says lot 25. And Barbara says garbage dump in the swamp is my favorite place. <laughs> That's what I use a swamp for, guys. Like I told you before, if I had land and I had a swamp, all my garbage would go in there. You got it. And the professor, that was on Oak Island. The three old axe heads, guys, were found on lot 32. I wrote that one down. I'm surprising myself here live. <laughs> now, if you guys don't get this. Not ready? Ready. What is it? Where was it? And I know there's no date for this yet. This is another thing we're waiting for a date on. You know, Judy? Yes. One of those things. I hope they do it this year. Yep, Linda said the swamp, for sure. Yep. What is it, Linda? The beam. There you go. You got it. We had the ship rail. That was dated 600 A.D., and they had it tested twice. So a little piece of ship rail, remember that, Judy, right? I do, clearly, yes. And they had it done twice over for results, and it was like 600 A.D. Very, very strange. It sure is. But without a coffer dam, how the heck are they going to get this thing out 10 foot under? Not unless they just Not go... Uh, through the mud and everything and just try to lift it up and get it out of there with the mud uh, bogger, you know what I mean? Exactly, and I sure want to know, is it hooked, hooked to a uh, ship? You know, but maybe they don't have the permit to dig in the swamp, but yet we do see pictures of all kinds of excavation uh, in the swamp towards the road, so... They must have a permit to dig, otherwise the excavators wouldn't be there, Judy. Right. They're doing something for sure. You know, as far as the coffer dam, I see none. So this is another issue that can be presented in Season 9, the ship's beam. Ready? Okay, guys. 
Who found this? Where did they find it? And what did Carmen say about it? No, they didn't, Kat. They were waiting for a date on the keg barrels, or accurate date, and the beam. They haven't got it out yet. That's all we got was a piece of ship's rail, right, Judy Teller? Right. Mary says this is a hinge. Tom Burns says it's a cannon part. And some people, it's on the side of a pail. The hinge of top of a like a steel pail. Got a lot right. of pictures on that also. Carmen said it, right. it had some uh, powder residue, I think he said. Yes. And then we went through the cannon parts of it's a single cannon. If cannons are made solid, how can this be on part of the cannon if it's solid? So this was a good discussion. But who found this piece? Uh, Susan says Hinge was in Dan Blankenship's house. There you go. You got her, Susan. What do you say? It was 50 years old or 45 years old in Dan Blankenship's filing cabinet? And guys, I hope they're still going through Dan Blankenship's files for two or three years. I hope so, too. Yep, and he found it in the swamp and just filed it away thinking it was nothing. But it still could be just, I don't know, the side of a pail hinged, and they used the pail to put the gunpowder in. I have no idea. But they didn't tell us that either, Judy. We don't know anything about this directly. No, maybe this year. Yep, another thing for the desk. We can fill up the desk already. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Good. Alrighty, next one, guys. Uh oh. Can't remember what this was. <laughs> I think it was that flat latch. Do you guys remember that flat metal latch? This is at Carmen's. This is at Carmen's shop. Rick's hand. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. Those are not GPS coordinates where they found it. Thank you so much, Chris. Right on the ball. I thank you so much. This was a flat latch that they found. I know. Yeah. This is a bad screenshot. So we'll just move on to the next one. There we go. What's the stuff? Where was it found? Yeah, I know you guys know what that is. Yep, the colored pottery. Yep. Stone pathway. And they sort of dated it around the 1700s. Remember that one, Judy? Yes. In the swamp, right? In the pathway. The pathway. Uh, pathway, 
right, okay. I don't think it was in the spoils. I think it was in the stone road, the pathway. Yeah, you're right. I remember. Well, forgive me, guys. The next time I do screenshots, I'll do each one and write down a description and date next to each one. I can't rely on my brain anymore. But that's why I got you guys. I said, what do I got to write down anything? Everybody knows what this stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to show you how hard we uh, find it to remember, John. This is my job to remember what happened on past shows. So we just keep on going. All right, guys. What was this called? And where was it found? Until we don't, Susan says, yeah. Yep, Tom Burns, I agree with you, Lawson, yep. Has there been any glitches yet out there, or am I still okay, or what's going on? Everything's good. Oh, good night, Barbara. Thanks for coming in. Night, Barbara. Daniel Spino says that's a hole. Okay. Nope, Susan. What was this that they found? You can see a little orange in the background. That's a hint. Ball foundation? Nope, not even close to the ball foundation. Bulkhead? Nope. The cellar door? Nope. Nope, no tar kill. All right, here we go. Yep, oh, I just saw something. that was on the stone pathway. Correcto. Correcto mundo, Linda. It's been a long summer, Linda says. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Linda. <laughs> it's on the stone pathway, correct, Professor. There's a hole on the stone pathway. We got that far. <laughs> <laughs> All ready? It's not the tire kill. It was a forge. Yes. They thought it had been burned, right? Yep, they used it as a forge. To forge what? We have no idea. So they determined uh, with the ash and the charcoal and the orange uh, mineral deposit on the side, and it was uh, a heated place, but they determined it was a forge that they found on the pathway. Yep. I thought everybody would get that one. I thought that was an easy one. Yeah, isn't that funny? I didn't. I couldn't remember it at all. I remember them saying it was such an unusual place to find it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what they were melting there, or or their tar, or what the heck they were doing? I have no idea. Pine tar, yeah. Okay, guys, where do they find this, and what is it? Ready. Go. 
I didn't have to write no notes down on this thing. Things we didn't hear about after they showed us once, Judy. Maybe that's what I should have named it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Laura says a wheel. Linda says it was found in the uplands. Peter says Casper. Tom Burns, yep, a dolly wheel in the swamp. Of course, they got to put it to like mining wheels, but we saw the mining wheels in the museum. They're a lot huger. And of course, my PMs are lit up about probably 50 of them. John, that's a shopping cart wheel. In the swamp, they threw their shopping cart wheel when it broke. They just threw it out there. Now, who would take a shopping cart wheel to Oak Island? Or a shopping cart. Really? You know what I mean? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Gloria. Thanks good, for coming in. Good night, Kathy. Good night, Kathy. Have a good night. Have a very good night. You only got a few. We got about five more. Uh, no phone calls tonight. And Judy will say her goodbyes. And I'm going to, before she does that, I'm going to post and listen to Daniel Spino's latest video, and then we're going to call it a night just to show you a little bit of the uh, format that's going on. Okay, guys? Sounds good. Tom Burns, even pirates needed groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love these answers. I swear to God, Judy, it's making my day. All right, let's go to the next one that, I don't know, maybe they showed, maybe they didn't show. After they showed it once, did they show it again? This one, nope. There we go, guys. What is it, and where did they find it? Ready, go. I think they only showed this once, too, Judy. Boy. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Another one-time showing, which you got me here, Johnny, to remind you guys. Lori says it's a shot. What kind of shot? Yes. There you go. I guess from yeah. this, I guess from this uh, signal cannon. Um, but I think it was found in the spoils pile. I don't think it was found on Ball's Foundation. Do you guys remember? Francis Bacon's marbles. <laughs> now that's a good one, Tom Burns. How come you didn't think of that one? That was that was a good one. Francis Bacon's marbles, Judy. I love these guys. I love you, members. Your guys are your guys are fantastic tonight. I thank you for coming in. Good one, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell Jake. Yep, and tell oh, Chris. Yeah. No. So I'm pretty sure they found this on the table, the spoils table, uh, Judy. That's what rings a bell with me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Now, Lori calls it a grape. I, I think I remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not sure if it's lead, uh, Linda. They explained it what it was before, but I can't remember.
In the South, they use forks, spoons, nails, and they can't put anything in there, any projectile. I hear you. Wow. All righty, number nine. What's this thing uh, Aaron's holding up? And where did they find it? You know, you guys are going to get tested on this in the group, you know. Remember, guys, come on, I know you can. <laughs> Sorry, says I forget. And there it is, the professor. The wood survey marker. Yes. Going down the stone pathway. Hold on, guys. There you go, the survey marker. All right. And we got the next one. Marty's stake. There you go. That's what he said. What do we got here, guys? Where was it found? What the heck is it? What do we got here, guys? Do you remember this one, Judy? Um, I, I remember it. I'm trying to remember what it was. And Tom Burns, he's on the ball. The Canyon yep. Support Swamp Roadway. I think when Michael was digging with the uh, backhoe, that this was through spoils. I don't remember if that was at the swamp. It's not wet or nothing over there. It was just like uh, it was in a different spot in the island, uh, Tom. Michael was in a John Deere backhoe and just digging. I don't think this was at, even near the swamp, my own personal opinion. Okay. Cannon legs, signal cannon legs, 1710 to 1720. Carmen put the date on that. All right, now we got um, four more to do, and we're done with the pictures, and we'll get into Daniel Spino's uh, video for the week. You guys still with me? We're with you. All right. Here we go. I don't know if it was at the Serpent Mound. I don't think so. I'll have to look that up for you guys. No, it wasn't. What do you guys see here? Lori says Rick's pottery. She's right. Lori's right. Creamware. Yep. 
pottery, dated 1763, plus or minus. Thank you for coming in, Wanda. Thanks for coming in. Good night, Wanda. Alrighty, and the last one. If you can see it, okay. It was a uh, huge one-inch diameter eye bolt from the 1600s. Where did they find it? Some people were telling me it was part of a uh, outdoor stove extending handle to hold the pot on a tripod. You remember that, Judy? Yes. Yes, I remember that. I'm trying to remember where they found it. I remember David brought it to Aaron. Yep, and it was uh, at the swamp. Okay. Yep, Tom, the pot hook. Everybody thought it was a pot hook. I still think it's a pot hook to extend out for the fire, a big fire, and the pot would hang, I don't know, five or six feet away. Uplands. No, not at the uplands. All right, guys. Well, that was my little photo do you remember segment. Like I said, I won't be on this next uh, Saturday. We'll be on the following Wednesday and September 11th with uh, Daniel Rodstam at 9-11, Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So no show this Saturday. Just to put a reminder out there. Curtis just came in. He said, late tonight, he just got back from church. Well, hello, okay. Curtis. No problem, Curtis. <laughs> you made it. Like I said, we're on live, but it's always taped. I don't know how bad it's going to be. I guess it was choppy, and I was in and out. I'll have to see it after I get off when I rest, and uh, later on take a look at how bad it was to either keep it or delete it. Alrighty, let me get this going here. This is from our main man, uh, Daniel Spino. When he posts a video, Judy. He does such a good job, too. Yep. And I want the radio side to hear with Amazon and Google and Apple and Spotify to hear him, what he says. And here's his latest video. Then we'll get off that. And then Judy will say her goodbyes and we'll call it a night, guys. These are for the people um, on the Facebook group that don't go to YouTube to see his video, but yet when this is posted on my Facebook group page, they can see it because it's posted on Facebook and it's posted on YouTube. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. This, this way it gives the uh, people on the radios a chance to hear it, right? Correct. Also, yeah. And the people on the Facebook that don't go to YouTube, they'll just watch it on Facebook. Here we go. Here we go. Let me set it up. Hold on, guys.
Evangeline, this is the forest primeval. The murmuring pines and the hemlocks bearded with moss and in garments green indistinct in the twilight stand like druids of eld with voices sad and prophetic stand like harpers poor with beards that rest on their bosoms loud from its rocky caverns the deep-voiced neighboring ocean speaks and in accents disconsolate answers the wail of the forest this is the forest primeval but where are the hearts that beneath it leap like the roe when he hears in the woodland the voice of the huntsman. In 1755, Nova Scotia Governor Charles Lawrence made the fateful decision to expel the Acadian population. Acadians requested that they would not be required to bear arms against France, but Lawrence was adamant, stating that his order was unconditional. The Catholic Acadians had been swearing oaths of neutrality up to this point, but now they were deemed a threat and their lands were seized and replaced by new Protestant colonists. Acadians were rounded up, some were tricked into congregating, apprehended, and forcibly removed from their homes. While some may have been aware that this was a possibility, others were completely taken off guard. In 1847, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow published Evangeline, an epic poem about an Acadian woman who is separated from her one true love during the deportation and spends her life trying to find him. The poem showed some of the sad events that transpired. Is it possible that some Acadians placed valuables in the surrounding area or on Oak Island before they left Nova Scotia? There are folk tales about the Acadians burying their wealth in secret spots with the plan to come back for it later since they couldn't take it with them. And it is known that some did get back to Nova Scotia, but upon returning found their homes and land occupied by new settlers. Many of these possessions, which in some cases were small fortunes and coins, supposedly are still buried near old Acadian homesteads. Hidden Acadian treasure is a common story in community history that has been told over the years. The Acadians were mostly simple farmers, but there have been discoveries of treasure. The possibility exists that some Acadians were wealthy and this wealth was hidden and never recovered. This may have included the savings of several Acadian families who pooled and hid their little money they possessed. One story tells of a man plowing his field one day 
using a team of oxen that once belonged to the Acadians. And the plow struck something solid, which was first thought to be a root. It proved to be the bale of a huge iron pot, which caught the point of the plow and brought the team up very suddenly. The man quickly discovered that he had found something of great value. The man sat on the pot to hide its contents and sent home the neighbor's son. The man, after the discovery, built a large home on the property. When the man died, which was in the late 18th or early 19th century, he left property valued at $12,000. This was a considerable sum for the time and gives credence to the tale about the discovery of hidden Acadian treasure. In Acadian folklore, there are tales told of pirates who took their treasure and landed close to the coast to hide their spoils. Under the cover of night, they would gather in a secret place, dig a hole, and deposit a chest or pot which held the treasure. Then they would draw lots among themselves to determine who would be killed and buried near the treasure. The spirit of this unfortunate soul was to guard the treasure. Beware the intruder who should tread on that soil or try to dig for the treasure. It became necessary for treasure seekers to take every precaution in conducting their search. For locating the treasure, they use a curiously constructed rod. A small sealed bottle containing mercury and other ingredients was flanked on either side of long strips of whalebone attached to it by leather thongs. The free ends of the whalebone were curved outward to fit the thumbs of the person who carried the rod. Only someone with thumbprints perfectly circular could use it effectively. The rod was carried in absolute silence with the bottle upwards. The bearer knew they were near treasure when the bottle began to swing down to the earth. After discovering treasure, they drew a large circle around the spot and sprinkled it liberally with holy water to drive away the evil spirit guarding it. In the minds of the Acadians, the soul of a pirate could be nothing but damned. During the sprinkling, they had to be careful to keep their heads respectfully bowed and their arms outstretched in the form of a cross. Then they struck the chest with a long iron rod bearing a cross at the top and blessed by a priest. This rod was to remain fixed in the ground until the chest was unearthed. If this ceremony was not strictly observed, the coveted wealth slipped away to another spot and all their work was useless. After this, they began to dig in perfect silence. Every particle of earth that was dug up had to find a place within the circle, even a twig or a bit of root could not be thrown outside it. Is this just superstition or did it work? One of the main heroes in Acadian history is Joseph Brassard Beausoleil. He is still revered today for his bravery as leader of the resistance of the Acadians at the time of the expulsion from Nova Scotia. In 1755, the British who were disputing possession of the Chignectu Isthmus with the French, laid siege to Fort Beaujoire. Brossard engaged in some skirmishes against the British and in one battle captured a soldier. A French officer testified that Brossard was recognized to be one of the bravest and most enterprising of the Acadians. 
The day the fort surrendered, he was bold enough to attack the British camp with 60 men. Two days later, he went to see British Colonel Robert Monckton and proposed acting as a mediator between the British and the Indians on the condition that he be granted amnesty. Monckton agreed to be arrangement, but it was subject to Governor Lawrence's approval. Many Acadians evaded capture and retreated to the deep forest where only provincial rangers would search for them. In 1758, Brassard, under orders from Governor Pierre de Rigaud de Valdreau, fitted out a small privateer and was successful in capturing some prizes in the Bay of Fundy. Aided by his four sons and the Acadians who had taken refuge along the Petit Kodiak River, he continued to harass the British forces. Is it possible that the location of Oak Island was known to Beausoleil because of his privateering? A few Acadians were still resisting the British in 1761 after the fall of Quebec and Louisbourg. William Forrester, a British colonel, wrote to General Geoffrey Amherst in August 1761. These people are spirited up in their obstinacy by one Beau Soleil and one or two others who have already rendered themselves so obnoxious to the English that they are conscious of the treatment they deserve at our hands. Broussard and his group were hiding in the woods and were starving by winter and had no choice but to surrender. In October 1762, Broussard and his family were among the prisoners held at Fort Edward in Pisquid, Nova Scotia. Broussard was found to be in possession of a letter written by the ambassador of France in London in which Acadians were urged to leave and go to France. Beausoleil was brought before the governor's council in Halifax, but not released until 1763. He then chartered a schooner to sail to St. Domingue, Hispaniola, with 202 Acadians. The climate was very harsh and Broussard took the survivors on to Louisiana. They were the first Acadian families to settle on Spanish land grants in the Prairie Bayou region now called Acadiana. On April 8, 1765, in New Orleans, Shaw-Philippe Aubry, the Commandant of Louisiana appointed Beausoleil, Captain of the Militia, and Commandant of the Acadians in the region of the Atacapa. On April 24, 1765, Aubry wrote to Duc de Choiselle, the French Foreign Minister, to inform him of the arrival of Beausoleil and 58 to 60 Acadian families. They were given a six-month supply of provisions, ammunition, livestock, tools, and medicine. The term Cajun is the anglicized pronunciation of the French word Cajun, which is what the Acadians called themselves. Beausoleil died a few months later and was buried at Camp Beausoleil. More than 12,000 Acadians, three-fourths of their population in Nova Scotia, were expelled from the colony between 1755 and 1764. Is it possible that the Acadians buried their treasures in the hopes of returning to Nova Scotia one day to retrieve them? Is one of these treasure pots related to pieces of a suspected pot that Dan Blankenship unearthed and was shown last season on the curse of Oak Island?
Thank you so much, uh, Daniel. Very good video. Very good. What do you think, Judy? Oh, excellent. As always, I always learn something. Yep, so do I. Let me put your picture up here. Alrighty, guys, we're going to say our goodbyes. So, Judy's picture's up. Uh, when you're ready, Judy. All right, everybody. I uh, I want you to have a good weekend, uh, have a good holiday. And even though we're saying goodbye to summer, remember, we're saying hello to Oak Island. So, thank you so much for making this such a fun night. And I'll see you in a week. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Yep. Good night. <laughs> Thank you so much, Judy. We'll see you next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. I guess YouTube had problems tonight, but we'll see if we can work that out uh, so they see this podcast. Thank you so much, Judy. Okay, good night. All right, bye-bye. Don't forget, guys. September 11th at 4 p.m. Saturday, we're going to have Daniel Rudstam. Researcher was on season two. Mark your calendars. Anything else that comes up, I will post it in my Quest of Oak Island group. Hello, Karen. Yep, and a Facebook user, there is no doubt valuables were buried on homesteads. Great information, Daniel. Yep, the professor is the best. So that's it for me on our Wednesday night back to 2016. We'll have a great time. As long as YouTube works, I guess we'll be all right. But remember, you guys, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself to reach your goals. But never give up. You be kind. You be smiling. You stay strong. You stay safe. You guys stay positive, group. Thank you, members, for joining me tonight and Judy tonight. Have a good weekend, a Labor Day weekend here at the in uh, USA. We'll see you next Wednesday at uh, 7.30 and get more hype on uh Daniel Rumman, and we'll go from there. Thank you for seeing me tonight. It's always a pleasure. Good night.